When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Outside your window may not be great right now, but here on Post Show Recaps, everything's a little bit awkward as we are talking about all things Hawkeye on the Everything is Super podcast. I'm Josh Wiggler. I am joined here by a man who always keeps a plunger arrow in his arsenal, Kevin Mahadeo. Kevin, how you doing? I don't know, Josh. I I have a big problem with this week's episode. What is it? There are- there's two things that happened that make me feel like I might be done with this show. Oh no, already? Yeah, already. The the first one, Kate Bishop dared to insult Imagine Dragons. Uh-huh. How <laughs> dare she? <laughs> I do like Imagine Dragons for the record. Okay. Also, the second Good for thing, you. I'm glad that I'm that glad that you and that one guy both love Imagine yeah, Dragons. Yeah, like you go to the concert together. Um, the other thing is, uh. F this show for making me care about Hawkeye. How dare this show put in the work that it has done so far to actually make me care about this character so much. I'm almost angry about it. Yeah. Uh, Turns out worst Avenger is best Avenger TV show at the very least. Uh, Hawkeye's great. So far, yes. Hawkeye's great through, uh, through three episodes here. We're talking about Echoes, the third episode of Hawkeye, the second week of Hawkeye. Um, man, uh, it's only going to be a five-week engagement, six episodes. I'm mad about that. I want more. Uh, I want to hang out with Quint Barton and Kate Bishop all the time. I want to constantly be in car chases with them in the tracksuit mafia. I want to know so much more about Echo. And Kevin, did you see Kingpin's arms? I'm so hyped. I I'm so hyped. God, I'm so hyped. I swear to I'm God, Joshua. I swear to God. I'm so hyped about this show, and I'm really no. just enjoying it very, very much, and I'm Stop really it. pumped to talk hey, listen, about it this week with you, Kevin. All we know for sure is that we saw a man in a suit. That's Oh, it. yeah. Those are, those, are, those are Kingpin's arms, for sure. That is Daredevil's insanity. arms are so last year. Uh, uh, Kingpin's arms. Everyone was talking about this so much. I can't went wait back until and, you cry, Uncle Kevin. I No, I went back and looked at that scene. It is certainly not Vincent D'Onofrio there. Would you like to bet uh, a, a snake dinner on it? Absolutely not. I'm just saying whatever actor that was that they had in that scene was not Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh-huh. It is not his hand because I, I hate to be like, it's not big enough, but like that hand was not big enough to be Vincent D'Onofrio. I mean, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people in the Pocho Recaps patron discord 
uh, are are thinking that's Daredevil's uh, that it's not Daredevil's arms, it's Kingpin's arms. Uh, that they've been watching some of the Netflix Daredevil recently. I've seen this take too. People who've been watching the Netflix Daredevil recently, it's like, no, oh, no, I'm I'm listening to a lot of Kingpin these days. That that laugh, the uncle laugh, it's Kingpin. Kingpin uh, does not laugh that much in that series. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, but I I just loved the episode, regardless of whose arms those were. Uh, I loved the episode. I loved everything about it. I'm really excited about the show. It feels both small the show hawkeye kevin and yet it doesn't it feels uh exactly the right size that it ought to be uh and it's just a very correct yeah very a very wonderful human portrait of uh for for better and for worse the most human member of the avengers it's so character driven and i think that's really what's selling this more than some of the other series like you know one division had some character stuff, but it was so mystery box, as I've discussed many times. Uh, Falcon Win the Soldier had the, the character stuff was the best parts of that show. We've just, you know, we've talked about the bigger plot stuff is sort of like all over the place. Uh, some of the best Loki stuff was some of the more character driven beats. Um, this is showing that again. I think more than any of the other shows, it's so character focused and the stakes are so much more grounded that I think it's made for compelling, interesting very marvel-esque tv i i I, it's so weird but this show feels most like the marvel cinematic universe than i think any we've gotten so far i just feel like the comedy is on point the action is certainly on point especially in this episode my god uh the directors bert and birdie who i believe are a european duo um just knocking it out of the park the uh, you we talk about all the time but the use of environment both in the <laughs> abandoned toy store, which I thought was so much fun, uh, and uh, and the car chase, uh, made for such such compelling and dynamic action. I absolutely adored the fight scenes. They were so fun with the ball pit. Um, the, the and this interesting the K- a KB K- toy store as a battle KB arena to- was amazing. Remember KB toys? <laughs> of course, I loved KB toys. So I bought my first PlayStation. Yeah. Um. Kate doing that slide across and grabbing the pole was so cool. And the car scene, like that one shot specifically of where she's coming out of the passenger seat. And it's like a close up of her. Like you're, it's like you're there with her. She comes out. She's like right in the camera. It's such a great shot. Yeah. Uh, I don't like talking about like, oh, what a good shot normally. But like that one was incredible. Uh, Kevin, if there was yeah, ever this- a show where it was appropriate to praise the shots, it would Yay! be the archery one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I do. I do want to talk about if we're on the action stuff. I do want to talk about this, right? Like the KB toys was very, very fun. The car chase was incredible. The use of the arrows of them talking to each other, a community, the the attempts at communication, but just like Kate firing off ridiculous, ridiculous arrows was so fun, but so compelling. But like, here's the thing that made me laugh a lot. This is what Green Arrow should have been. <laughs> like, sure, yeah. this is this is Green Arrow, and it's crazy to me how this is another example of how Marvel is so good at scooping DC at their own game. Between like Thanos and Darkseid, between stealing the multiverse, which has always been DC's thing more than Marvel. Like the yeah. multiverse is the, the root of DC, and now this, it's like. You can never do Green Arrow the way Green Arrow is in the comics because Marvel just did it better. 
Well, they, uh, I don't know. The movies on the DC side of things, they took their time, you know? Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? Marvel is just like, Doop, got that. Well, we're just going, you know? They're oh, not, yeah, Trick they're Arrows, not you, think, you, you think that's not gritty and cool? Well, you're wrong. It's they're fun not as hell. They're not slowing down for uh, I'm just very happy with the quality of the show. I'm really excited to talk through this episode. You know, a couple of takes that I've seen out there of this being uh, the slowest and maybe the weakest of a very strong first three episodes of the show. Um, That's I think crazy that, talk. This is my favorite of the I three think this so is, far. I think this might be my favorite of the three as well. Uh, I'm just really, uh, I know that uh, in the in the Discord, Riley made this comment. I'm going to paraphrase the essayist of uh, that, th- <laughs> that it's really the show is Clint and Kate. Uh, and the more Clinton Kate that you're getting, the better the show is probably how this is going to shake out for me. Uh, and this episode was the most Clinton Kate yet. Uh, and just some really wonderful character beats between the two of them. Uh, both, both of them being great individually, but being incredibly great together. Uh, really just fun buddy cop vibes. This is all that I wanted out of this show and they are delivering it. There's things to theorize about. We're going to do that. But mostly, I think we're just going to have a really fun time walking through the episode. So we're going to do that. Oh, crap. Uh, we, that reminds me. We really got to yeah. walk that dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hope that you remembered. <laughs> Did you? Because, you know, bad things are going to happen to your apartment. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to walk the pizza dog known as Hawkeye. Episode three echoes in just a second. We're going to throw it to commercial first. And when we come back, we will do the recap. Stay tuned. All right, Kevin. Uh, it begins in 2007. Uh, with this big cold open about Echo, uh, this character who we were left with at the end of episode two, Maya Lopez, aka Echo, um, played by Alakwa Cox, uh, and uh, Darnell Basaw is the young version of Maya that we see in this scene. Once again, um, Hawkeye with the first three episodes, two of those episodes begin with tremendous origin stories. Yeah, this was really good, but more so than even just the pacing and what we saw. I mean, the way that they portrayed, you know, um, her being deaf and like how uh, that affects her life, um, I thought was so interesting and so compelling. This show has done a good job overall, I think, of just how it uses uh, that and how it addresses stuff like that, especially this episode later on when we see Hawkeye in a similar situation and the differences between the two. Um, but this was such an interesting flashback, uh, doing its job to at least tease out an origin that I feel like we're going to get a lot more of uh, in Echo's own show uh, down the line. But I think this is a pretty solid setup uh, for this character. Um, but apparently she's not only hearing impaired because there was a point where when she's boxing, yes. which comes right after this. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, Alakwa Cox, uh, I believe, an amputee, and that is built into the show uh, and into uh, their portrayal of Echo here as well. Uh, and I think that they've done already just in one episode, Echo is you know one of the forces of antagonism against Clint and Kate right now. Uh, given that we know that she's going to get her own TV show. I mean, it would be cool to do like a full-on anti-hero show. I don't think that we could even classify Loki as a full-on anti-hero show after a certain point in time. Um, Once again, Loki can be an anti-villain at best, but yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I would really like to see that. I'm just very excited about um, the way that they introduce her here. The whole story with her father, played by Zon McLaren, who's just a, a really wonderful world-class actor uh, himself. And this whole idea about um, dragons might be real, but they live in a different world. 
Uh, I mean, that's not an it, idea. That's just fact. We all saw you know <laughs> it is, but, but this whole this whole concept uh, of how Maya, you need to learn how to jump between two worlds. Uh, I just felt was a really it was very thematically linked to a lot of what we're dealing with in the show right now. Uh, certainly with Clint uh, and the legacy of both Hawkeye and Ronan. I think maybe I underrated a little bit coming into the show just how important the legacy of Ronan is because Clint is really holding close to the vest of. Yeah, well, when the blip happened, I just straight up murdered a bunch of people. I just kind of <laughs> ran around and killed a lot of people. Uh, well, and how is Kate going to react if she fully knows that he's Ronan? Because um, I don't think that that's really fully out on the show at this not. point. It's not. She certainly yeah. has suspicions. But I, I honestly love the fact that the main character plot of this series is just well 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 if it isn't the consequences to my actions yeah like that is 100 percent the plot of this where he did some stuff and that's all coming around back to him and yeah. i find that cool i find that interesting um it, it it really shows the effect of what could have been just a throwaway moment in avengers uh endgame that he was going around doing this so i do like that i i do appreciate the connections to it um but I do feel bad for Echo, I will say. Like, you know, uh, her father who was there taking care of her, uh, trying to give her the the, the best life possible, um, dies basically in her arms right. after she witnesses Ronan going into, I Which believe, was, it was Batman just, car service is yes. what it's called. This was very sad. Um, and yet you have to take a moment to just acknowledge how groundbreaking it is to have the hero's uh, parent die in their arms. Right, right. Which never it's, happened it's, before it's, in a superhero story. It's shocking, <laughs> honestly. I, I was surprised that they did this. Uh, I Listen, this is also one of those things where I, I, I think it's very compelling that they do the work of like making you care about the fact that like her dad died. And I, and I don't, you know, I don't condone what Ronan was doing. But it reminds me of like True Lies, uh, that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie yes. Curtis. Love that film. Yes. But there's a scene where she asks him, like, have you killed people? And he's like, Yes, but they were all they very were all very bad. bad. And I love that scene, but like this guy was connected to a mafia. <laughs> like yeah. he's probably done some stuff. So like, you know, I feel bad for her, but at the same time, it's like, hey man, you should also acknowledge your dad was probably not a good person. Yeah, probably not. Um, but I love Zon McLaren. I was bummed that uh, his story was cut so short here. Um, but maybe cut, we will cut, see, right? Maybe sword. we'll see. Yeah, maybe we'll see more of him <laughs> in the future. Um, Kevin, there's this martial arts tournament that Echo is a part of, uh, and uh, this is when she's a child, and someone known as Uncle pinches her cheek. Uh, he'll he'll take her home after class, is what we hear. Uh, this guy. And the internet is alive with the belief that this is Wilson Fisk, the kingpin. I listen, I'm not gonna rain on your parades. If you want to put the hope forward, I commend all of you. And if it's true, I'm super glad. I like I said, I'm too I'm I'm afraid of commitment now, Josh. I am so scared of commitment. You know what? I can't I, I can't lean into it on my own. I get it. What I'll say is, I've been there. I understand. I really did not think that Loki was going to actually give us Kang, and then Jonathan Majors showed up. Um, I think I think it could happen here. I really, really do. But There's... That's, that's a casting we knew. That is something new in and of itself. 
We know Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio plays the kingpin. And they haven't kingpin. said anything one way or the other. Uh, Just, why would they is... throw that out? He's such a fan of doing it, you know? Uh, I, listen, I think it'd be cool. I just would be nervous about, you know, that. Like I said, it, it looks like Vincent D'Onofrio is going to pull back later, and it's Finn Jones, and everyone <laughs> will, will monkey getting, paw their life into we're that not, situation. We're not, they, will, they will not give us Finn Jones. I just refuse to believe that they'll do that. Uh, but I, I would love to see this. I think it would be cool. There's a lot of comic book connections between Echo and Kingpin as a character. So there's a lot of um, you know source material reasons to think that these characters could be linked. Um, but it's definitely the kind of thing that the internet is just kind of like Kingpin is the is the Mephisto du jour, uh, as it as it were. <laughs> uh, and I feel like this feels likelier in certain ways. And then in other ways, uh, I hear what you're saying that you don't want to get your your hopes up too high. Um, but I'm fine to just uh, to get them pretty high because I think it would be you really you take cool. it for me, Josh. And, and if it happens, I will be out of my seat, happy, cheering. I think it'll be really cool. But until then, uh, yeah. I will I will restrain myself from from committing deeply. A uh, fun thing: when her dad touches her face, he leaves like a bloody handprint on her yes. face. Uh, that's actually a, a call to the comics where she has like a handprint on her face. I thought yes. that was fun. So they were uh, shouting out the design there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she watches Ronan kill a bunch of people that her father's working with, and uh, him as well. Um, do we think that's definitely Clint? Is it possible that someone else has the the Ronin uh, mantle at that point in time or is doing a Ronin impression? Or are we to think that that is Clint? The only thing that's holding me back, Kevin, is that we don't see Ronin's face. And we know who that is. So why are we being held back at arm's length? That's true. I honestly, I I hope that's not the case. I think, you know, as it, despite it being a joke about the consequences of my action, I do think this should be that i think that this should be clint i think he should yeah. be facing a consequence to like what he did i think that's important if they take that away we really don't have anything that is a consequence to what he was doing and i think that is majorly like a cop out to be like oh our heroes don't technically kill i mean he killed those people in you know japan but that 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 doesn't count it wasn't in the u.s like i don't i don't know what route they'll run there but i think it should be him i think it's better for the story if it's him yeah um but you know comics uh the way it works in comics it's it's not right like it's it's someone if the kingpin's here it's someone the kingpin hired to to kill for him which i believe is actually from the comics got it uh i just hope they don't do that yeah Okay, well, we'll see. Uh, so that's the whole first opening introduction to Echo. Uh, and meanwhile, in the main timeline, she <laughs> is presiding over the tracksuit mafia who are presiding over Clint and Kate on uh, ponies that they keep feeding quarters. Uh, big, strong, Hawkeye riding pony. <laughs> Smile more. Uh, and Kate's like, are you mad at me? It seems like you're mad at me. <laughs> like, well, you know, I was just about to clear your name and then you showed up here and screwed everything up. Uh, and this is when that one member of the tracksuit mafia, uh, leans in and, you know, looks to Kate as an empathetic ear, uh, about, uh, and the imagined dragon sticker. Gives some advice because, you know, Kate is, I guess, a good person at heart. Just trying to help people mend their relationships. Just doing basic human stuff, uh, as she yeah, except it. for her insult towards imagine dragons yeah uh, you know again yes. um, i'm a believer josh <laughs> uh what's imagine dragons best song if i want to quickly become an imagine dragons fan what should i listen to 
Well, Believer is a good one that I just uh-huh. mentioned. You probably recognize it from the uh, trailer to, um, oh God, what Murder on the Orient Express they used it there. But the one that's most famous is Radioactive. Uh, I would actually recommend the uh, version with Kendrick Lamar. And okay. if you can find it, the actual live performance of Radioactive, uh, Imagine Dragons and Kendrick Lamar together at the VMAs, I believe it is, is goddamn incredible cool. like it is such an amazing live performance and so i would recommend that because you're getting both the taste of imagine dragons and also kendrick lamar in there who's yeah. incredible no relation to the dragons the band uh that coach courtney and jt formed in survivor heroes versus villains not the same yeah imagine <laughs> that though uh, uh it's it's i mean there's a guy who has long hair and a beard so <laughs> maybe, you know what yeah. uh, from a distance maybe yeah. maybe uh yeah Coach should take the Ronin mantle. I think he would be. Uh, <laughs> if Kate Bishop gets the uh, Hawkeye, <laughs> I think if you, you, Coach is Ronin, if you if if you ask him during yeah. the off periods, that was actually Coach. Uh, I like it. I buy it. He took a lie detector test. I totally buy it. Um, okay, so uh, Echo's going to show up. Uh, they have a a, a quick chat. Um, Clint can can speak in in ASL, but not very well uh he's you know not able to really communicate with her um the the way that maybe you would think you know that they were setting that up with him having the hearing aid and everything like that she's telling him you might find that you're better off without that thing um this episode is going to challenge that notion as uh clint is going to go through most of it without the hearing aid uh, which i think leads to some really 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 good scenes um so we've got this whole scene where, uh, you know, he's trying to get them to kind of lay off their case a little bit. Uh, like, what happened to the Ronin? Where is the Ronin? He says, I was there when the Black Widow killed Ronin. Um, what, do we, what do we think that that means? Is that just Avengers Endgame relitigated? It's sort of Anakin Skywalker was killed by Darth Vader kind of metaphor, Kevin. I mean, yeah, right? Like, that's that's what it is. Or it's just like, Ronan died that day. But it's super weird because, like, with Anakin Skywalker, I mean, he lost a lot of his limbs and caught on fire. So, like, that's that's a pretty close-to-death situation. Uh, literally had to be put, put on mechanical life support. Yeah. I mean, Ronan died when Black Widow was just like, hey, I think we can bring your family back. Okay. And this is like, well, he died from shock. Like, it's not really much of a, a, a death, per se, for Ronan in that moment. Uh, but that's certainly where he laid down the sword, I suppose right. you could say. As it were. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that's where, where he's getting. Still no sign of Florence pew, pew, pew. Uh, yeah. Disappointing on that front, I would say. But... Show up. I want, I want to see Yelena. Yeah, I want I, to I see just... Yelena. <laughs> it'll be weird to balance it all out at this point and i'm sure you know we'll see how they juggle it because you bring yelena in now we have like three villains uh up in the air which is a hard juggling act uh just ask sam raimi but um very very difficult to to pull that off and i'm a little worried it could overload this situation sure but at the same time i mean it <laughs> was a tease for it yeah i would like it i would like it but we are uh not that we're running out of time but if we don't get her next week, then I think it's probably getting close. Even at the end of next week, I would be satisfied. Um, okay, so we're going to get into an action scene. Let's just yada yada to it. Clint's going to be able to bust free, and he's going to tell Kate to wait for his signal. And we get the big fight between Clint and um, Maya. Uh, this is where he's going to lose the hearing aid. Um, this is going to involve the ball pit. Uh, yes. 
which <laughs> you never want to go into a ball pit. You know, I don't think that uh, you certainly never want to go into a ball pit these days ever again. Ball pits should not reopen. Uh, let's keep those. Let's keep those closed. Would be my feeling. Yeah, I mean, they were they were they were a da- dangerous territory uh, when when you were younger. But I mean, it's been abandoned. You know, there's it's not like there's going to be a child down there that he'll actually land on or something. So. Uh huh. Yeah. In today's day and age, uh, I'm not doing the ball pit. Very germy. Very germy. The ball pit. Uh, we don't <laughs> want anything to do with that. Uh, what did you think of the fight scene though? Loved it. I mean, yeah. as mentioned earlier, right? Like, I thought it's so dynamic, so interesting. Great use of the environment, the bouncing off stuff, uh, little trampolines at, at certain points. Seeing the shadows of them fighting uh, up in the office area, I thought was great. There's just a lot of really good use of the tools at their hand to make this action scene, like, really compelling. And I think they did a great job with that. Uh, get a lot of shots of, of the dynamic Hawkeye jump-shoot situations, Yes, uh, which I thought that's how he got Kate free. As I mentioned, I thought it was really great how she did that slide and, and, and trip situation on one of them uh, all the way through this, this entire sequence was phenomenal. And I was already like super on board with it. And then they left and got in cars and it got even better somehow. So the car sequence, this is interesting. So the car scene is um, remember when I told you don't watch the Disney plus thing, they showed the, the big car chase uh, with the tracksuit uh mafia but not all and of the it. arrow shooters they they held back a lot they did okay. not show us the vast majority of the trick arrows um we did not know that when clint says i'm not hearing you you drive that it wasn't him just being sarcastic it played as if he was just being sarcastic to kate rather than that it's a plot point that clint has a hearing aid now and it is currently removed from his ear yeah. so that was that was a surprise that was not how that played out um, and so it was it was actually a, a fairly well done thing where they used a lot of this scene as a preview and it wasn't just the exact scene that we end up getting in the show. Uh, you know, we get the putty arrow here with the purple goo. We have the exploding arrow with four more arrows dangerous than the <laughs> one that literally blows shit up. Uh, the completely useless plunger arrow. We have like the tripwire arrow is not so useless as we learn. <laughs> what the tripwire? No, the tripwire. No, the plunger. Good. Yeah, the plunger's good. Plunger's great. Uh, and then we've got the pim arrow. That yes. was amazing. Is that a thing that was from the, so from the awesome. comic? I mean, probably. probably. I, I don't remember it off the top of my head, uh, but I'm certain it probably showed up. They had the um, USB arrow, which did nothing, just yes. maybe like bruised a tracksuit mafia's like chest. Uh, Straight but- out of what if though, uh, <laughs> yeah. really they pulled from that on that one, which I thought was very funny. Yeah, um, the tennis like tennis ball arrow that she used in that first episode is from the comic. I remember that one, uh, but I'm certain like a pim arrow has existed, uh, and it's it's phenomenal how that how that usage happened. This is one of the most electric uh, fight scenes I've seen in a superhero movie in a while uh, because it is just very rooted in character and a yes. delight so yes. fun utterly fun some of the vfx were a little wonky maybe uh the purple goo kind of looked like trash i thought uh it just That's sort of fine i can look past it, that it looked like uh it looked like gak from nickelodeon you know the the stuff that gak, you would <laughs> i mean listen who didn't love it uh but it kind of looked parents. like that to me <laughs> parents hated it uh who are the parents now um i yeah i i did not like that but i loved the choreography of the fight of the car chase specifically 
I love the way that it that it builds. I love the way that Clint and Kate uh, team together and work together in that moment. And I love the fallout of it, of Clint telling Kate, uh, you're not wrong when you call yourself one of the world's greatest archers. And then he just repeats what she says about Pizza Dog. Uh, yeah, it's, just, I, I, it's such a good breather after such a really exhausting fight. Well, I think it, you nailed exactly what it is, right? Like, it's so rooted in character. And you have these interactions between them that I think builds character and builds relationship uh, 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 with them. Like, action scenes should be like any other part of the story. It should be pushing a story forward, but also pushing the characters forward in some way. And this really, really does that in such a it's such a great um, uh, a great sequence. Uh, so I really, I really love that. I really love the, the the depth they put it in. You you are correct because like once you said it, my mind was like flying through like what we've seen recently, and certainly, like when Falcon Winter Soldier, no, like WandaVision, no, Loki, sadly, no good action scenes there. Um, and uh, even Black Widow, I I not didn't really do much for me that ending fight. Uh, the only one that comes close to being interesting and dynamic was the bus fight in Shang-Chi, which happened in this is the first fight. And it's crazy. Like, we haven't had, like, a really, really great Marvel action scene in a long time. I don't know. I enjoyed a lot of the ones that you just mentioned. Like, there are, there's the the whole, you know, uh, all of the Lokis working together and uh, Robert E. Grant, uh, especially Richard, Richard e. Grant, e. Grant yeah. yes, uh, as the Loki. Like, that scene's really remarkable. And is, I like, I, I think I like Shang-Chi's action more than, more than you did. Um, but like it does, it doesn't really matter. I th I think that the point here being that for me, it's mostly that this this is such a breakout for Haley Steinfeld, uh, and the way that she's coming out as Kate, and the way that she's getting this brand new Avenger is intersecting with one of the very first guard. This feels like forward momentum in sort of the narrative of the MCU for me in a way that is really fun and unexpected in a way that like I have not encountered that before. Like regardless of how much I've enjoyed some of the stuff that we've gotten recently, this is one that kind of has me fired up for phase four and beyond in a way that I haven't quite felt before. I think that that's really what I'm driving at. Certainly if we're getting more of her in it, right? She's so good. Like we, we, we hit that joke about like, Oh, we got to walk that dog, but the delivery of that scene and their exchange, like you said, they're saying the same thing is so great. And so, like, just really did that character, like you mentioned, right? Like, it's so well done. She's so phenomenal. And that doesn't even touch, I think, on probably the best scene in the episode. Which, which is, is next. Very shortly. Yeah, yes. This next scene when after they're on the subway, um, they're at the apartment. Clint uh, is still currently unable to hear. His hearing aid is still damaged. And so Kate ends up translating the call between Clint and Nathaniel. And this was beautifully done, Kevin. And amazing. This is the moment I wrote down uh, F this show for making me care about Hawkeye so yeah. much. Because it did such a great job of like... He I mean, just Jeremy calls, Renner. I'm bored. Everyone's asleep. I know. But like the way he was such concerned... Christmas, such Christmas uh, kid vibes. Like that's, that's exactly what that felt like at that time. <laughs> it's really, really good. And like the acting in it is so compelling. He does such a good job conveying concern, but also like relief in those moments, not being able to hear him. And the way... That just through facial expressions, uh, Haley Seinfeld was able to convey her own feelings about what was happening and her own thoughts about like what he was saying. I thought was spectacular. Like it's so good. It's such a compelling moment and like so well acted and so emotional. Like so emotional. Like 
when we came in, right, I was like, this show, like, the one thing I would want is for me to, like, care about Hawkeye and his family. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Like, they they did it. They were already on the way there. I think this is a, this is a perfect job of it. And it, it really also makes me feel like he needs to hang up the bow and arrow. Like, he needs to be done. He can't do this anymore, uh, which is great because there's so much that happens that you just, you know, you want to see these characters keep going, like, because you like them so much. But this is such a, a, a well-done thing to be like, no, this is a mantle that needs to be passed on, and there's someone who's probably good enough to pick it up. And I think that's really cool. I think that's really well done. Yeah, uh, she's definitely good enough to pick it up. Uh, there's just, it's so sad. Are you going to be home for Christmas? Are you going to be home for movie marathon night? Uh, and just the, I, I mean, you can hear what he's asking on the phone. Just barely. The sound design is really good. The closed captionings tell you, uh, what, uh, what Nathaniel is saying. Um, also not for nothing, you know, isn't Nathaniel the one that Laura was pregnant with in age of Ultron? Uh, and that we're going to name it after, we're going to name him after Natalie, uh, Natasha, rather. Oh, I think that's true. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's so sweet. He's he's all grown up. So much time oh. has passed. Uh, so it's just, it's the whole thing is really lovely. There's, I, I think, in a lot of ways, we're going to get this conversation at the at the diner between Hawkeye, uh, between Hawkeyes, uh, where yeah. Chris, it's this life that you want, you lose things. Uh, and I think that the the you know the the ghost of his friend is hanging very heavy over Clint during a lot of this show. But I think it's even in that conversation that he's having with his son through Kate. And I think that he's thinking a lot about what he's lost and what he stands to lose, even just by being here right now. He's already lost so much. He's already lost his family once. He can't lose any more time with them. Uh, and so I thought that that was really beautifully realized. And I thought from Kate's perspective, it was it was good for her to get this opportunity to kind of see him as a human being, uh, not as a hero, not as somebody who she has to revere, not as somebody who she's put on this pedestal, but just as a person who has things that he's fighting for and also needs to get home to uh, and cannot just keep hanging around uh, and being this very exciting new development in your life. Like he's got to go. This has to get wrapped up quick. Well, yeah, and like I love that you know explanation from him of not being a role model, how he sees himself and how he sees how he's been a part of the Avengers, even right. Like it, it harkens really back to that scene with with uh, Wanda when they're in that church, and like he's just like, I don't know what I'm even doing here, as well, you know. Like so, I, I think there's a lot there that also tracks to the character that we have seen develop and and been with since you know the, the early days of the MCU, basically. Uh, it's such a great moment. I also really appreciated that Kate Bishop's drawing skills are basically the same type of drawing skills I had around that age, which is not good. But it looked yeah. almost identical to like what a what a young kid's drawing of a Hawkeye would be. Uh, there was a, a behind the scenes video that was posted, uh, uh, I think maybe even today, uh, that featured um, some further exploration of the LARPing from last week, and that there was <laughs> there was one LARPer who was wearing the classic Hawkeye costume. That's basically. hilarious. <laughs> uh, and so it was really fun to see Kate draw that out here uh, when they do have this moment in the, in the diner. Uh, the which wings, because Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you've got an H on your forehead for Hawkeye. Just it, imagine that it's purple. Uh, it's just really, really great. 
there's just a lot of great banter between these two characters here once they get uh, to the diner. Uh, the whole good thing they call you Hawkeye, not Hawk Ear, yes. is so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> but it's such a good dad joke for uh, for for Daddy Clint. Uh, very, very, very funny. Um, but also just this whole conversation that they end up having about uh, this life comes with a price. Uh, you'll lose some things forever. And I just love how quickly she responds, not to, to you know shoot down what he's been through, but she's talking about there's things that you will gain. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like trick arrows in a cool costume. Yeah. Hopefully, I she's think I, hoping for more. Hell than of a trade off. Yeah. No. I, yeah. What else do? You, what else do you need? That's enough. Trick arrows in a cool costume. That that's that's, that's it. That's all you want. You don't want anything guy. else. You're a simple guy. <laughs> Very simple guy. Um, this is when she kind of digs in about Ronan about uh, maybe you wouldn't want a purple costume with this, you know, with the wings on the head, but maybe you would want a black mask and a hood. Um, and she says, "I know you can't say who Ronan is because it's someone close to you." How much is this going to break uh, Clinton and Kate's relationship if she finds out he's Ronan and ran around killing people? It's a definite dark mirror version of the person who she's been, um, you know, building herself after ever since he saved uh, the day in, in 2012 and literally saved her life back at the Battle of New York. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think it's going to cause a riff, right? It's the perfect, like, end of Act 2, uh, you know, character break moment. That's that's always when it comes in. Something is revealed or something that happens that, that causes the, the, the heroes to, like, lose focus and lose hope. And, and they, they split apart, you know, like, classic. So it seems like that's, that's probably what it's going to be. Uh, the way it's positioned, though, I'm almost just like, but Kate, you're like right there. Why would you like you probably could just make the jump to be like, hey, are you Ronan? Because like, I feel like that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> like the one step is just like Ronan, someone close to you is just like or Occam's razor. It's just him. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, that could have been the, the way she goes. But I do think this revelation is going to be the thing that I think puts like a, a strain on the relationship. Um, but it's an interesting thing. Like I, I was thinking about this and like. Yeah, Hawkeye inspired her, right? But like she she was inspired by him to become her own person, her own thing. She's not just him. She's the sum of the experiences she's had. And I think it's an interesting question about like how much is it where it's like someone that inspired you turns out to do something bad. How does that affect you in terms of like who you are, right? Like does it make you question all that stuff? But for me, it's just like just because they inspired you doesn't mean you are them. Like you are your own person. You use whatever they had to do something good with it. And I think that's a, that's that's ultimately in the end, like a net positive, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that there's a, a good, powerful journey to tell here for honestly, both of these characters and a little bit of the acceptance of, uh, you know, each other would be nice, but themselves is going to be very, very critical moving forward. Uh, I feel like the content we've gotten from the show, they've not only nailed the comedy the action, um, sort of the comic bookiness of it, but also just the emotionality that I have some faith that they will, uh, you know, follow these thematics to where the thematics seem to be uh, taking them moving forward. Um, So they are going to, uh, they're going to break into uh, Kate's mother's penthouse because they are trying to track down the leads. Uh, Kate thinks that her, her potential new father-in-law is probably in on this. He's very sus, Kevin. He offered her butterscotch. Yeah. 
That in and uh, of itself is not a crime. Dare he. Yeah. Just from now on, if anyone offers me butterscotch, I'm like, who did you murder? Yeah. Like, that's me, my immediate question to them. Yeah. Uh, and so that Only leads... murderers in this building. Josh. Only murderers in this building. That leads them to the penthouse where uh, it basically ends with Kate is locked out of the security company and Jack Duquesne is here with the Ronin sword in hand holding it up to Clint. Which, what a crazy move on that. There's swords everywhere, everywhere. My man. Like, why would you use that one? <laughs> I think that we are in for uh, an early episode four sword fight would be my guess, uh, which if we do not get that, I will be slightly disappointed. But I'm thinking Keanu Reeves, John Wick three knife store. Like, that's what I want with all of these swords in, uh, in the penthouse. I mean, very badly because they they set up the fencing match between Kate and and him before, right? And like he was obviously teasing her. We saw the one moment where he's just like, "Ooh, there's the skill." I think it'd be really interesting then to see all of a sudden both Clint and Kate trying to fight this guy, and this guy basically able to handle both of them with swords. I think that'd be really cool. That would really like show like, "Oh yeah, this guy was really holding back." Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see how it plays. Uh, it could be a very down the line. Jack Duquesne is a bad guy. And now we've just gotten in touch with the bad guy. And we're going to, you know, accelerate that storyline a little bit further. I feel like the MCU also loves to do this thing that would not be terribly original, which would be that Jack Duquesne is either uh, just a first wave bad guy or he's more your Trevor Slattery type, and he ends up being <laughs> something of a comedic character that joins the greater ensemble, uh, and that he actually is going to like actively take being a uh, a new uh, stepdad uh, seriously, uh, and maybe he's somebody who we end up liking by the end of the show. I think that it's really just going to depend on the execution. I don't really care if it's super twisty. I love Tony Dalton and he's great. And I think we should get some clarity on what the character is all about next week, one way or the other. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty open to where they want to take it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be happy no matter where they go. The show has done pretty well so far. So uh, probably any direction can be a good direction if done right. I would honestly love it if yeah he's he's just trying to be a good stepdad and is not actually involved in the murder or anything it'd be a great you know state like um traditional marvel like twist uh of of, like who's the bad guy who's the good guy it also reduce a number of bad guys in this show which would be great uh so i think that'd be really fun and really funny but yeah i'm i'm down for whatever direction they go you know I'm I'm in it until the end for sure. I I always after everything I'm I'm worried about sticking to landing. But thus far, this show more than any of the others, I think has hooked me and like really been like top notch in a in a great great way. To be fair, it's only three episodes, but still they've been yeah. really really good three episodes. Yeah, they've been really really good. Uh, I want to give a shout out. This was the review from Jank uh, in the Poster Recaps page in Discord. He had said that Hawkeye's been really strong so far through three episodes. This is the MCU property that feels the most like a comic book in a long time. We've definitely gotten a lot of cool moments that feel like they're from the pages and other things, but something about this show has that comic book energy that just permeates everything from the characters, dialogue, action, and visuals. There's a lot of slightly over-the-top cheesy stuff that adds to the show rather than being eye-rolling, and I think a property with a street-level focus is exactly what the MCU needs right now. Um, It does feel... You know, to be very annoying with the with the Hawkeye archery puns, it's like bullseye. Like you hit it. This is That's exactly what the character. show needed to be. Yeah. Well, maybe if Kingpin's showing up, bullseye's not far behind. Only if it's uh, Colin Farrell. 
bullseye eh eh yeah enter the enter uh, the bullseye verse i want to see colin I, farrell oof. back if we can get all of the spider-man in here uh then hopefully we can get colin farrell as well um yeah i i think a part of the reason for that is probably and i i would think because matt fraction is i believe a producer if not an ep um he's I think a supervising that, producer a consultant supervising producer, producer. yeah so like yeah i think having that can help a lot he's the guy who's who did the hawkeye comic you know and really helped uh set the tone and style for what the show is clearly drawing from so i think having him on board is is, is a factor um is part of what makes the marvel cinematic universe so great or at least especially when it started was the the commitment to a lot of them and kevin feige himself of course to the characters and their origins and their stories in the comic. So I think that's probably why it feels super comic booky because I think it is made with love to the comic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you can really you can really really tell. Um couple other things before we close it out. Uh there's this moment where when they get to the penthouse when they get to the penthouse Clint is talking about sort of the 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 hierarchy of the tracksuit mafia. Uh, and he's going to mention that uh, Maya is not the boss and that there's someone above her who you don't want to mess with. So whoever that is, whoever is in charge of the situation, no matter hey, whose arms, you know, <laughs> um, that, yes, of course, obviously something like that. But it sounds like Clint is going to know whoever this character is. Uh, so whoever this character is, we should expect to have some measure of um of chemistry and history between these two characters which i think will be really really fun i think black widow could be a candidate uh yelena could be a candidate for somebody who might be in charge of the track suits we don't know well, what that's she, what i originally what thought about. too yeah. right because like i was like ooh, the russian connection uh so like echo being there was a surprise but yeah i think that's the way you could bring her in uh, it'd be weird if it they have hawkeye and she's looking for hawkeye and she doesn't know that yet uh, right yeah yeah yeah, that maybe throws a wrench in it in uh, a little bit. Um, hey, what else? For, what else from this episode for for you, Kevin? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, we covered our bases really well. I agree with Clint. Like all of us, we are in the wrong profession. Uh, <laughs> after he saw that penthouse, yeah. uh, my God, uh, what it would be like to live <laughs> that sort of life. Yes. Um, but also at the same point, like similar to like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, like Tony help your help your people out my man like uh -huh. i know that like you're dead now but like come on <laughs> like i i don't like the idea that like so many of them were just like left out in the dirt basically <laughs> yeah. instead of like getting some help from yeah. the vast enterprises of you know vast dark enterprises well you know uh we we don't know what uh what what was in tony stark's will i think that that's going to be a disney plus series at some point uh will, will of iron of will iron will <laughs> is what it's going to be called uh coming up um well, well there's nothing confirmed iron heart where no they have a, iron heart and iron series will. yeah iron will iron thing. heart <laughs> yeah that's the whole point uh we're just gonna see riri uh talking about uh tony stark's uh will uh she's gonna be the unexpected unexpected heir uh, and she will have to go to Clint and sit him down. But Clint, yeah, you got nothing. Uh, it's going to be a very <laughs> depressing show coming on, on Disney Plus pretty soon uh, at some point in the next couple of years. All right, so if there's nothing else on Hawkeye, we're going to be back next week with episode four. Kevin, at this point, we're already halfway through, which feels crazy to me. But there you go. That's uh, how these things go. They're short shows. 
Uh, yeah, but I think six episodes honestly is is good. I'm actually looking nice. forward to the fact. I I think it's the right number. Uh, we'll see ultimately, but like right now, I'm feeling good about that I'm number about, about those yeah. six episodes. I agree as well. Um, all right, so we're gonna hop off the Hawkeye podcast. We are now gonna hop on and do another episode of Extra, which is the X Men animated series rewatch that Kevin and I are doing for the patrons of Post Show Recap. You can listen to that for free by going to patreon.com slash recaps and listening to the podcast on the website, or you could be a patron of Post Show Recaps. Get it in your patron-only podcast feed. Support Post Show Recaps as we get to the end of the year. The holidays are here, not just for Clint and Kate, but for Kevin and Wiggler. Uh, support the podcast if you enjoy what you listen to. It's the start of the month, always the best time to sign up so consider it patreon.com slash post show recaps that's patreon.com slash post show recaps that's where you're going to get the x-men podcast which is coming your way this week i already know kevin and i have been messaging a tiny bit we're both pretty fired up to talk about this week's episode uh spoiler alert cyclops is best x-men and it's not close yeah i mean yeah we're gonna talk about why i'm I'm glad that people are understanding kevin (laughs) kevin is ready to tear into wolverine i'm fine with wolverine uh i'm (laughs) i'm really mostly here just to declare fealty forever to the x-men the 90s x-men directly connected they are directly connected my problems with wolverine this episode is because of cyclops's awesomeness totally fair all right we're gonna talk about all of that follow kevin on twitter at kev mahadeo uh follow him on instagram as well right where you can be seen doing the hot ones challenge kevin took it upon himself to do the hot ones challenge you put all the hot ones hot sauces on chicken wings and then ate them and filmed it uh for our viewing delight and it's one of the most insane things i've seen you do i didn't even do the if the fun part there was no interview process uh it was just me and the chicken wings and i ate them going up in the scale uh my uh sister and brother-in-law got me the season 15 hot ones set of all 10 bottles of hot sauces for my birthday and i did it i made the chicken wings and i put the sauce in them and i ate them and um you can actually check that out. if you follow me on instagram at the mahad man um you can check that out i have it in my highlight section so uh it's it's a journey of it a delicious a painful painful journey. it is a journey it's a wild journey so check all of that out i'm at round howard you can find me anywhere you can find me more podcasts than you can shake a stick at here on post show recaps the full hbo sunday night lineup dexter walking dead you name it the lost rewatch is barreling to a close so is ang in there so is the bloom files it's a transformative time here on post show recaps kevin we just announced coverage of the witcher is going to be happening uh the witcher uh the netflix series mike bloom and angela bloom are going to be recapping that they're going to roll out some preview coverage of that very very soon here and the wheel of time continues to spin uh, so there's just a thousand different shows. There's the Final Fantasy podcasts. You'll enjoy something. Uh, look around the Post Show Recaps main feed and you will find something that you will greatly enjoy. Uh, we'll be back next week with even more Hawkeye, if you can believe it. Until then, everybody take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye.